0: NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES zoo NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES OOH, OOH, OOH If you got just a little money but a whole lot of heart Doug and Mo will sit back and watch your art It's their duty just doing their part Now let's hear if they recommend it or not on NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES OOH, NO BUDGET NIGHTMARES no no budget nightmares! Ooh.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to No Budget Nightmares. This is Mo.
2: He's a bad film hating while I skating all the while masturbating. That's, that's Mo Pond. Yeah. yeah.
1: And with me, as always, is the one and only Doug Tilly. Bow, He's Doug bow, Tilly, bow, 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 number bow, one super bow, guy. Bow, 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 bow. How's it going, Mo? Oh, it's going.
2: Isn't it? You know what? This is. We're back. Like so soon after our most recent episode. It's like we just recorded like, yesterday.
1: Like like we're on schedule. We like are that on. Feels, it might be the I first feel so time weird. in a
2: long time that we've been on schedule.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ain't, that the, ain't that the fucking truth.
2: But the response, I think, mo to our, our uh, Dead Hunt episode was very positive, including from some of the cast and crew of the
1: film itself. That's pretty funny. Like, Rob cracks me up. because <laughs> <laughs> So we record the episode and we share it on our group. And what does he do? He immediately turns around and shares it to his group and tags the. <laughs> I, I guess the killer is called the quote. Uh, the guy who plays him in the thing and and he's messaging on there and he goes. Uh, he goes and it all it says is forty minute mark. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, it's funny, but it's brutal. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't remember what happened then. I like I, you know, me, I barely remember what I said 5 seconds ago, let alone what I said at the 40 minute mark of our show. And he goes uh, he goes, "Well, I seem to recall this one time I accidentally mispronounced a word." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, yes, say no more, say no more.
2: Well, I hope he listened to the point where we eviscerated his song at the closing credits. <laughs> Look, you know what? It's all in good fun. I think we made that very clear in the episode proper. We're not here to hurt anyone's feelings, at least not yeah. in that episode. No. <laughs> no. That might change. Who knows? On this yeah. episode, Mo, I'm in a feeling hurting mood. Really? Yeah, I'm lean and hungry for, for what?
1: hurting feelings. What? What? Who? Okay, who are we going to start with today? All
2: right, I have a list here. <laughs> <laughs> a list. I
1: recite it every night before I go to bed. You
2: know, Mo. In the most recent episode, we mentioned that we had started this uh, new Discord server to allow yes. our uh, our wonderful. Uh, loyal fans to be able to I'm communicate with us I'm surprised at how us. well it's going Yeah, yeah, to, to, and take part in potential live streams mm. uh, And that's exactly what we want to do Mo. We, we're, we, uh, we haven't set one up since the recording of the last episode But that's something that we have talked about And it's going to be happening very soon At the end of this episode we're going to announce When that next live stream is going to take place And we'll also announce it on our various social medias To make sure we get a good crew for a mystery movie
1: yeah, and I mean, and did I had we done the? Yeah, we did. We had already done the previous <laughs> one when we recorded the last episode. So I'm just gonna shut up.
2: <laughs> Mo
1: is all screwed around.
2: He doesn't know what's oh, going yeah. on. It's probably because you're so tired, Mo.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I'm very tired.
2: We're Please. all tired. It's 2019. We live in a tired state at all times, Mo. But I feel good. You know why I feel good? Why? A cocaine. B terror <laughs> at ten killer. From Bear the year nineteen eighty-six, a long-requested movie for no-budget nightmares, Mo.
1: This was requested.
2: Oh yes, a, a, a number of times. In fact, though, I have to admit, I was a little surprised that it wasn't um, as on-model as I was expecting for a movie that was requested so often.
1: Right, right.
2: Because I mean, it—I don't. It looks like maybe it was shot on sixteen millimeter. It's definitely film that it was made on, um, and. You know it's got actors uh some that are even professional, a few that even have other credits aside from this movie. It is the mm. director's only film but uh you know there's 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 it's it's just not amateur shot on video stuff like we normally talk about,
1: but you know what the best thing about this being his only film is what's that? We never have to revisit his work <laughs> not
2: not unless <laughs> there's a, not unless there's a lost movie we can discover um Ooh. Mo, I have a unique take on this movie. Do tell. No, no, no. I'm going to save it for the end of the movie, but oh, I nice. have a unique interpretation of what happens in it. Now, Terror at 10 Killer Mo is a slasher movie. Uh, we've covered a few slasher movies on No Budget Nightmares in the past, and I am uh, renowned. I have a reputation, Mo, as not being a fan of the genre. Is that true? Yeah, that's absolutely the case. Now, I oh. there are slasher movies that I enjoy absolutely 100%, but generally the the stock and slash genre of films are they're, they're not my favorite. The way that you feel about uh <laughs> giallo, about Gaio films, yeah. Gaio films <laughs> is generally uh similar to how I feel about slasher movies. Uh um, There was that
1: thing, there was that thing floating around Facebook the other week um where it was like the you know horror film you find overrated horror film you I you
2: remember you, you filling it out Mo, very controversially
1: <laughs> and uh, and so it said like you know a horror film you hate and of course I'm not a fan of giallo and uh, so I said Suspiria, I believe. I could have honestly picked any of them, but I but I made a reference to the Gaio mispronunciation and just confused the fuck out of my friends. They're like, "What the fuck is a Gaio film?"
2: You should never make the uh, uh, mistake, Mo, that your friends or loved ones ever listen to the podcasts that you do. Yeah, i on- <laughs> I only
1: know I only know of one. Person who's not already a fan of the show who listens to it occasionally,
2: but you don't like Suspiria. I don't like a lot of slasher movies. There's a sure. very specific ones that I enjoy. So, what a perfect movie for us both to enjoy: uh, Terror at Ten Killer from the year 1986, directed by Ken Meyer and written by Claudia and Ken Meyer.
1: Mo. Yeah, let's not get presumptuous and say enjoy. <laughs> I,
2: Mo, I enjoy it simply because it gives me an opportunity to talk to you
1: The movie, sure. who cares,
2: right? Movies are movies, they're good, they're bad I can't even tell the difference anymore uh, It's really just an excuse to be able to talk to you and to entertain our beloved fans
1: Indeed mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Mo, United Entertainment Pictures presents a Ken Meyer film It's Terror at Ten Killer from the year 1986 The first thing we see is a car, Mo Or sort of What's going on here at the beginning of the movie? I don't know It's blackness, Mo It's It's just
1: pure darkness
2: So I started watching this movie And this entire first scene is almost Incomprehensible Because it's so dark
1: My notes say opens on a night shot And that's it, I don't know what's happening
2: So what I did is I immediately... Hopped on Amazon Prime And turned on the Rift Tracks version of the movie Because Rift Tracks have done a version of Terror To see if they had a better image quality And Because I, I was worried that maybe I gave you one that, uh, that was just too low to really watch Or appreciate And theirs looked worse than the one we were watching <laughs> 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 It's just a very dark opening scene But it, I can tell you what happens Mo. There's a car that arrives A woman jumps out of it She seems very upset, a little worried And then someone calls for her, and her name is Denise That ain't important, Mo, it's not an important fact But uh, this gentleman then tackles Denise, Mo, and then what happens? Um, I believe he slices her throat He slits her throat, Mo, I think slits is the word that you're looking for
1: it's a much better word mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: Blood, you know, just running down her neck uh, The the old throat slit I have to say, Mo, look, I have no problem with the Traditional slasher movie throat slit But it doesn't get me excited anymore, Mo You know, I need bigger thrills
1: <laughs> I need something Other than a slit
2: mm-hmm. And then this I gentleman a, I need
1: a gash <laughs>
2: like, Mo, I know you're a fan of the gash But mm-hmm. I like uh, Mo, what's your favorite Violent effect in a horror movie? Um, Not a big question at all I don't know why I, would I was, was going to say any that's, that's,
1: uh, that's a big one I'm a huge fan of decapitations If they look cool yeah. Um,
2: You know what's a really great effect And I almost hate <clears> to say <throat> it Is you ever seen those hatchet movies?
1: Um No, but I have an idea of what you're talking
2: about So there's Hatchet 1, 2, and 3 Which are very much a tribute to 80's style slashers Which I've already mentioned I don't like But there's a great kill where The the killer in that grabs a woman's head And basically rips from uh, The top of her mouth like Rips the entire head off of her uh, Body And it is Very intense, I have to say, that's a great effect And uh, and like I said, I'm not even a fan of the genre But that's what I think about when I think about the really great effects I also think about one of my favorite slasher movies, Mo You know what it is? This is controversial Do tell It's Friday the 13th, part 9, Jason Goes to Hell
1: The one with the fucking devil worm?
2: Oh, I love that one, I really do And there's a okay. part... Where a woman, uh, and now I want all of our audience members to close their eyes for a moment. There's a woman, and she is riding a dude's dick, um, on, on like in sex. You know how sex happens, and so no. she's on top of this guy, and they're inside a tent. And uh, Fre- uh, not <laughs> Freddie. I was going to say Freddie. That would be really wrong.
1: Uh, that would be awkward. Yeah,
2: Jason. But now he's just in the uh, inside this other dude. This this black guy. He stabs this woman right through the stomach with like a I don't know what it is it's some maybe with like a tent peg or something and then he pulls upwards and rips her in half and uh I have to say very impressive kill in a very underloved and underrated movie I would say though
1: I here's my thing with the Friday the 13th films the films get worse the kills get better hmm
2: controversial opinion I would say
1: I don't I don't know I don't know because <laughs> I I mean like Because once Kane Hodder starts taking over the role, you know, he's there's a brutality to him as an as a horror film actor that really shines through. And I think he really enjoys it and it shows. And I and so, like, I think the kills in the later uh, Friday the 13th films are great, even though they're cut to shit from by the MPAA. Um you know there's there's still something to them, especially like like in X, where you like fucking liquid nitrogens the yeah. girl's face mm-hmm. and then smash that's a fucking cool kill,
2: yeah, but here's the thing, Mo, mm. and again, this is a genre I don't enjoy. I would say Jason X is probably in the top five percentile of all Friday the thirteenth movies because Without I no, a doubt what, but that, but that doesn't that destroy your theory, mo. Doesn't it destroy it entirely? Because I would I would suggest that the first movie actually isn't that great, and neither is the second, and the third one's just okay, and the fourth one is good, no doubt about it. And then the fifth right. one's not that great, and then the sixth and seventh are are good. I can't remember which one of those is the really good one. I think it's the seventh. And then the eighth is not great until he gets to Manhattan, which is just the last few minutes. Then I like number nine, and I like ten quite a bit. So uh and I'm not gonna talk about Freddy vs. Jason.
1: Yeah, because it doesn't count.
2: Doesn't count. So,
1: not fucking nonsense.
2: So, anyway, Mo, it sounds like we're at uh, uh, what do they call it? Impasse. Um, no. <laughs> yeah, let's say an impasse. <laughs> loggerheads. That's what the word I was looking for. We're at loggerheads when it comes to the Friday the 13th series. But it doesn't matter because we're talking about a movie that's worse than any Friday the 13th movie. Terra, Tenkiller. So, uh, our friend here who has tackled this woman named Denise and slit her throat, he puts her in a boat. He, uh, he brings her to the middle of a pond and he. Tosses the body into the water, Mo, and then oh,
1: how very Dexter!
2: Mm-hmm. And then he slowly paddles back, and then he becomes a lumberjack, just like in Dexter. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So what do you think about this The fact that this opening sequence is so dark Mo At the time that we're recording this It's the night after uh, an episode of Game of Thrones Which is going to date this episode quite a bit Me just saying this But a lot of the reaction about that episode Mo Was that it was very dark People had a lot of trouble seeing it Now this opening sequence is the darkest scene in the whole movie Nothing Mm -hmm. else is as difficult to look at as this Do you think it was an intentional stylistic choice Mo
1: well, yeah, because it's the... Old, like, honestly, darkness, as far as the killer in this film is concerned, because a lot of slasher movies, the killer has some kind of mask on, some sure. kind of thing mm-hmm. over their face. This guy doesn't in any of his kill scenes. So darkness is literally the only way you're going to stop people from seeing immediately who it is. Because, frankly, we're... I think it's like maybe four scenes later, you know, where we meet somebody... Um You know, and if you had seen this somebody at the beginning of the movie, when he's slicing Denise's throat, it would have ruined everything. It would have taken all the um, suspension uh, tension. There we go. uh, Out of uh, (laughs) out of everything.
2: It's interesting because. Like the most famous slasher movies Like Halloween or Friday the 13th There's no real mystery about who's doing the killing Right? No But a lot of other slasher movies Ones that are not part of a franchise They're usually at least in the first one of a series There is some sort of mystery around it This movie kind of does away with the mystery Even though they want to keep it for this opening sequence They basically tell you who the killer is Like 20 minutes in Yeah It's strange It's a unique way of doing it I can't say I love it
1: (laughs) No well, the other the other thing that bothers me, too, is, A, that this killer is so... Psycho killer! <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. <laughs>
2: Don't make me play it. Um,
1: you know, I can do that now because I have the sound clip saved.
2: Um, Are you threatening me? <laughs> uh, yes, I am threatening. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I... He's so bland. That's the problem. Is he such a bland... Like, he's just this... Average fucking white dude
2: Don't say he or white dude You're giving away, you're spoiling Who it might be Mo I mean the fact is it could only really be (laughs) White dudes for the most part Um, And anyway they give it away pretty soon But we then lead after this dark opening sequence It leads right into the title Mo And the opening credits the only thing that's really notable about the opening credits is the music that plays behind it, which we're not going to play here, but it's kind of indicative of the music in this movie as a whole. How would you describe the music in Terror at Tankiller? Synth. It's very synth. It's like one dude at a keyboard just kind of synthing yeah. it up. Uh yeah, n-
1: not not quite John Carpenter. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, (laughs) interesting (laughs) you say that Well, we have uh, some examples of it that we can uh, listen to in just a little bit But it's kind of an unusual soundtrack Because even when there is a part of the movie Which sort of requires a real instrument to be played They do it using synth, and it does not work (laughs)
1: at all Oh my god, it sounds so bad
2: Well, after the opening credits We are introduced to uh, one of our lead characters, Leslie She's swimming by herself in a large... Pool. Uh, Leslie's played by Stacey Logan uh, What uh, What's noticeable about Leslie, Mo? Why don't you explain uh, what, what Leslie's all about
1: Why do you do this to me mm-hmm. every what? time? I know exactly what you mean <laughs> But now I have to fucking skirt around it because Don't know I what you're talking I... about, Mo I'm just yeah. asking you to, to describe
2: someone In the movie, I feel like sometimes our audience Thinks I talk too much, so I want to give you an opportunity To do a little sure. descriptive uh,
1: Work on Leslie no, here I'm going to pull back the curtain here for a second Uh and and, and let our listening audience know that this is what Doug does. Uh Doug has a very specific thing he wants to say, but Uh he wants me to say it first. What? Balderdash. (laughs) What? Leslie has gigantic tits That's what he wants me to say She's a very oh, good looking girl She's blonde but she's got huge boobs
2: Yeah she's uh, she's top heavy As the children say <laughs> She's she um, top heavy And so she's swimming around in a pool And then her boyfriend Josh arrives Now what's this Josh guy all about Mo And you don't need to talk about his breast size Oh uh,
1: No he's got like a small A He's okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> You know I accept all breast sizes Breast sizes um, Okay Josh is, okay, so imagine, imagine if you will, the biggest piece of shit man you can. And I I, I understand that most of you have me in your head right now. Now, Mo, come on. I know, I kid, I kid. I know my audience (laughs) loves me. Um, Yeah, Josh is an abusive... If not physically, then at the very least Emotionally and verbally uh, Just full on piece of shit Yeah, absolutely No no redeeming qualities at all
2: I mean, I think it's safe to say He is a verbally, mentally, and physically abusive partner To Leslie Who seems like a real sweetheart Um, And in fact, we have a little taste of that Let's let's hear what Josh Oh, by the way, Josh uh, He's also the worst actor in this movie By a significant amount (laughs) Let's hear some of his delivery
3: Hi
0: Hey, babe you and me got some serious problems We gotta work a few
2: things out, you know what I mean?
3: Well, this isn't a very good time or place, Josh I mean, couldn't
2: we... Fine <laughs> I can wait <laughs> Now, the fine. that audio also gave uh, our audience, our listening audience Another sense of one of the problems with this movie, Mo Which is that all, the audio <laughs> All the dialogue in this movie is dubbed And not because this is a foreign production Not like those Gaio movies that you Hate so much <clears throat> uh, this, this movie uh, was Shot, I don't know if it was shot without sound We're actually going to get some insight into that pretty soon but, It wasn't
1: shot mid sound
2: <laughs> But it was it was Then, uh, for whatever reason Was dubbed over entirely, so a lot Of the dialogue is as stilted as that Was, but I'm still going to say That the actor who plays Josh is just a <laughs> the
1: worst. the uh, and, worst,
2: and you can tell what, what how much of a jerky is too Mo.
1: Yeah, he cuts her off.
2: Yeah, he cuts Fine. her off. So he heads out, and she goes to the locker room. Mo opens up one of the lockers, grabs some shampoo, and then steps into the shower. Now, what happens in here, Mo? Tell us a little bit more detail. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we, huh? get a little, we we got a little peek We got a little peek I have to uh, say a, a kind of a strange
2: peak in that the it's like the yeah. it's like the camera is shy even though the actress does present herself and then turn away, right? It's just like it's enough to, maybe it's the thought was, "Oh, now I need to see the movie again to see what I missed this time." Uh which Ooh. is ex- but they didn't realize that we could just rewind or pause or whatever.
1: Right. Um yeah, so <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are just the saddest, most pathetic. You could just pause uh, this movie from 1986 and just pull your pud for as long as you want. Yeah, at the fucking glimpse of half an areola. Um. Anyway, so yeah, she she hops in the <sighs> shower and uh, I actually, I, this is so random, but I really like the shower setups here. Yeah. like Like, I like the fact that there's like a little room where you can take your clothes off and then and then step into the shower. I'm it's like, a little
2: bit of privacy. I think it's actually pretty interesting think- compared to some shower rooms I've seen in my time.
1: Yeah, I think that's awesome. Anyway, she's scared to fucking death by her friend Jenna.
2: Jenna kind of sneaks up behind her while she's in the shower. And now, uh, as Alfred Hitchcock noticed, uh, people feel very vulnerable in the shower. <laughs> I wonder why. So Jenna scares her, and uh, considering that she was just recently threatened by her abusive boyfriend, I can see why she might be a little on edge. But uh, <laughs> but Jenna's just having a bit of fun. She's just she's just yeah. joking around with her. Yep. So they go into the locker room together, and they have a conversation about Josh. And basically, Jenna has a bit more attitude. She has a bit more confidence than Leslie does. I like her. Yeah, I like her a lot, and she's like, you got to get away from this piece of garbage I'm, I'm of course, uh, not quoting directly here Um, But Leslie has known Josh since she was uh, a kid, basically, or at least a, a high school student And they've been together for a really long time, their plan is to get married And now I guess Josh is really pressuring her to get married now, and she wants to finish her school first
1: Yeah, she doesn't want to get married, he does, basically But all Jenna wants to do is go
2: to the lake, Mo She's going to spend her summer by the lake And Leslie is coming with her
1: I want to go hang out at the cove
2: Yeah, exactly So they leave the college Oh, yeah, that's right They're college students That's another interesting thing, Mo Because they appear to be in their Now, I'm not good at guessing ages (laughs) (laughs) They appear to be in their late 40s
1: (laughs) I mean, come on. Let, 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 let be be fair. They don't look nearly as old as the fucking like uh <laughs> fucking l- what the lesbians from the uh from that movie we watched early in our show career. <laughs> you gotta be a little more specific there, Mo. <laughs> I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the movie. You uh, mean the barely legal lesbian vampires? Barely legal lesbians, yes. Apparently barely legal is 49, but <laughs> now, I-, I would argue these guys are these two are probably in their Mid to late 20s I'd say mid 20s, I think that's fair Uh, But they look a little too old They don't look old, but they look older than college Maybe maybe Leslie's a PhD student We just don't know
2: Hey, student older than average, nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. So they go outside And guess who's waiting, Mo. Oh my god, it's Josh It's Josh, and he immediately grabs Leslie By the arm and starts pulling her uh, And she's like Insulting her And uh, you can't really hear a lot of what they're saying But eventually Jan has had enough And she goes over and kind of pushes them. And then this happens
0: You know Jan I've had just about enough of you Buttoned into other people's business And I'm going to put a stop to it I'm going to get even with you
2: And as for you You haven't heard the last of this Not by a long shot Josh cutting a big promo there Uh, Kind of threatening I would say What you are gonna
1: do Leslie when the weakest arms in college
2: <laughs> run wild on you Josh isn't the most terrifying dude, but you know that's it is reflective of the kind of the real- life douchebags who are abusive yeah. people, right? Absol- so absolutely and he threatens Jana and he kind of threatens his own girlfriend and uh, but eventually he leaves, and then Jana just tries to calm down Leslie. So we are now in the dorm room where Leslie and Jana stay when they're at, mm. quote, unquote, university. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell that it's college. a... <laughs> <At> college. college, <laughs> that's right. You can tell it's the 1980s because they have a big Beatles poster on the wall. Of, of course. And, uh, in fact, Leslie mentions that she's going to have bruises on her arm for where Paul grabbed her. And is just like, you got to get away from this guy. And she's basically is saying, you need to come out to the lake with me, clear your head, get Josh out of your mind, and then... The phone rings, and on the other end, Mo, who is it? Tor. We don't know who Tor is at this point. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, it's uh Josh. It's Josh,
2: that jerk. And uh, he tries to talk to Leslie for a moment. She's hey to her credit, she's not backing down. She's she's out of there for a bit. And then uh Janna takes over, and this is what she says,
3: Listen, son of a Bitch, you come around here to show your face without an invitation And I will personally call the police and your parents And tell them exactly what kind of scum you are
1: Hey I love her
2: I love her, she's got uh, spunk, as they say, Mo Chutzpah Chutzpah, that's exactly right uh, You Kid, I like your moxie You might have gotten a little sense of the uh, quality of the music In the movie Terror at Tenkiller during that scene, Mo Boo. Again, we're going to hear a little bit more of that, but that is the sort of radio that they were listening to I guess it's because there was a radio in the scene that they also had to put some music over it But uh, if they had just left that out entirely, I don't think anyone would have complained
1: No I mean, my notes even say they go back to their dorm and there's terrible music playing
2: Janet tells Leslie to start packing, they need to go, it's time to walk away uh, and she even says to her, she just makes it very plain So the least he could do is make your life miserable But Josh could kill her someday uh, So, I mean, it just makes it very clear Leslie's in an abusive relationship And then our two girls They hit the road, Mo And they drive, they drive to the lake, Mo And they drive and drive And this just goes on forever
1: They easily could have cut this entire fucking scene out There's a lot of just like
2: There's a lot of sequences in this movie That could use a trim you know what I mean? Right, like there's right. cars parking, you could trim that Or there are people walking from place to place And you could trim a lot of that Just a lot of unnecessary stuff But surprisingly, Mo, this movie clocks in at just 90 minutes
1: <laughs> This could have this been 70 minutes easily Oh,
2: very easily uh, While they are driving, we get some uh, really interesting discussion Between our two heroines
1: Let's have a little listen you know, interesting is not the word you use in <laughs> your notes. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: Janela, what do you do down here when you're down here? You just have fun. You know, there's a lot to do swimming, fishing, water skiing. Wow. Everyone I know has a boat, it's great. Is there any horseback riding down here? No, it's a lake. <laughs> well, <laughs> come on. <laughs> <laughs> <Guys>. <laughs> There were a lot last summer. I don't know what's gonna be this summer, but there were a lot of great guys. There's usually some interesting ones working on the boats and stuff. So we'll have to have some boat repair.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's have some boat repair. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're the boats. They want to get repaired. Uh-huh. So as you uh referred to, Mo, I call that insipid discussion in the notes.
1: Because it's because that's accurate.
2: And it goes on for quite a while uh, longer. Uh, yeah. they are headed, Mo, towards Ten Killer Dam. Um, And it's funny because it shows a sign that they're heading towards Tenkiller Dam The other direction is a place called Gore And I think this is legitimate Uh, This movie could have been called uh, uh, Terror at Gore Which would have been even better Mm -hmm. So they eventually go to Lake Tenkiller Harbor So just to make this very clear The title of this movie, Terror at Tenkiller Tenkiller is referring to the lake that this movie is taking place at And it has a very unusual name Which we'll explain in just a little bit In a very dumb way Uh, But uh, apparently it's a real place In the world, Mo A Lake Tenkiller Great Wouldn't you love to go to Lake Tenkiller, Mo?
1: Well, to answer that question I'll read my next note Which Uh says, they finally make it And this place looks boring as fuck It does seem a little boring But it does look,
2: I have to say It looks very relaxing Even if the water looks super cold Everyone's always talking about how hot it is But it doesn't look really hot in the movie
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah I mean The water doesn't look good either It's murky and gross I mean, pretty standard lake You Uh, know, but Mo, I grew up
2: next to the Atlantic Ocean Which is murky and gross at all times Uh, (laughs) Gave me feelings of home (laughs) Yeah (laughs) So They stop at a restaurant I believe it's called Restaurant Because that's what the sign says uh, and they go inside, Mo, because this restaurant is where Jana works every uh, summer She basically, you know, uh, spends the summer at a cabin by Lake Tenkiller And works at this restaurant uh, owned by Charlie And she's going to get Leslie a job working there as well So she can stay as long as she wants
1: Yeah, the restaurant's called The Cove
2: Is it called The Cove, Mo?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. They, they mention it later
2: they, they sell catfish, Mo, it says it on the sign outside Cool. Though it's weird which because is, they which went, is that, Yeah,
1: it's really funny because they really make it seem like This is just a burger joint.
2: Yeah, like burger and Pies, all this place has, yeah. and coffee.
1: Of course Why Why would you be on a fucking lake and all You have is burgers? And
2: Especially coffee? if you're called the Cove you think that would kind Especially, of necessitate yeah. <laughs> <you> At <laughs> right. least having a little fish and chips or something <laughs> Something. So when they go In, we get introduced to Almost all the other characters in the movie uh, The waitress that's working in There is named Debbie, and there's A customer in here, Mo, what's his name? What? Yeah, there's a there's a customer in there already. He's sitting at a table.
1: Oh, oh, this is um this is tor.
2: Tor, T O R. Tor, very important character as we'll get to in just a little bit. And yeah. uh our ladies, I, they
1: I like to use him for browsing the deep web. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they they the ladies come in they ask the waitress Debbie if Charlie is there and Charlie comes out and basically Jen is he's like, boy, I need your help because my waitress that I had she disappeared and didn't let me know where uh, where she went So they even say that uh, Denise was the waitress there and she's vanished uh, and she of course was the a woman who was killed at the beginning of the movie so um the, the they basically ask Charlie, If Leslie can get a job there He's not sure But he says he'll call up to the cabin Once he's made his decision On whether she can work there or not
1: Can we talk for a second About Debbie's fucking horrific accent
2: Tell me about her accent Now Mo This is something we should make very clear now Nobody in this movie Is using their real voice They've all been dubbed over By different actors and actresses So when we say Debbie We could mean the actress Who's physically there But we don't We mean the voice is horrendous
1: yeah, the voice acting is horrendous. I mean, well the acting itself isn't bad, the the accent is I mean, like this looks like fucking sassy sue right off of fucking kissing cousins farm. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like she is straight up fucking yokel red, you know, fucking redneck. It's hilarious.
2: So Tor comes up and talks to Charlie and he asks if anyone has seen Denise recently, because I think the suggestion is that they were a couple at some point. But he says mm. that things have cooled off a little between them. Nobody has seen Debbie. Uh, sorry, no one has seen Denise, and they suspect that she just ran off with some guy. Right, right. So, and then Debbie asks Charlie if she can get off work a little bit early because she has a hot date. Mo.
1: Ba, 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 that
2: leads date. to a very relatable exchange between Charlie and Tor. Women, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> so Jana and Leslie they continue off to their cabin. Uh, it's told we're told at this point that there's no close neighbors at all. They're basically by themselves. Mo, no one can hear them scream. No police nearby. All that sort mm-hmm. of thing. They uh, grab just a few of their bags. They go inside. It's a little bit musty inside this cabin because no one's been there since last summer. Uh, and then Jana, she changes into a bathing suit. Mo. What's the, what's happening here? What goes on here?
1: Here we go again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we get a little side boob action. It's a little no, side no. boob action. Yeah, nothing, nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, and uh, yeah, she she uh, changes into a a very respectable uh, bikini. Mm-hmm. And um, then they walk off to the dock. But while she's getting changed, oh right, wild. yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody somebody walks outside the window. There's a
2: creeper who's outside the window while she's showing off that side boob mo. Mm-hmm. We don't know who it is at this point, but maybe we'll discover soon. So they but I go- like how
1: she I like how she notices it, but like really thinks nothing of it,
2: and then she takes off like her underwear. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> she doesn't care. Janis, Jenna is a modern woman, and that is respectable. Indeed Indeed So they go outside They walk down a rocky path to the lake And I feel bad Because I don't believe Leslie's wearing shoes Looks very uncomfortable uh, They uh, they get to the water mode Jana dives right in uh, But Leslie kind of stays on the pier for a moment And eventually eases herself in It's kind of representative of their personalities Jana, she's a go-getter She's confident She just jumps right in Leslie, she backs off And has to ease her way in
1: the funny thing about their little chat as they're walking up to the lake is is they talk about like the locals and they talk about how safe it feels there. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a running theme of how f- safe Jana feels at the lake uh which well, is not foreshadowing at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I believe uh she tells her the story the of the story Ten of Ten Killer Lake. Let's hear it.
3: Well, this Indian girl's little sister was stolen and killed by another tribe. So she got revenge on them by killing ten of their bravest warriors, one by one. She killed the last one on this lake by wrapping herself around his body and pulling him under until they both drowned. It's not true, is it? No, of course not daddy just told me that story because i'd never been swimming in anything besides a pool and i was afraid to swim in the lake because i couldn't see the bottom so
1: you know what a great you know what a great way to convince somebody to go into the water is is to tell them that two people drowned and are now still at the bottom of that lake.
2: I love that little bit at the end because it's so fucking crazy that her father used that as a lesson. I know you're uncomfortable because you can't see the bottom, but just imagine there's a fucking zombie uh, Native American woman down
1: there. (laughs) There there is a line after that where he sort of says that it's the spirit of Tenkiller down there who keeps everybody safe, but fuck you. That is still, I mean, and not to mention the fact that like, you know, she she kills the guy by both of them drowning. That seems counterproductive. Also, it made me think of those like classic gangbanger lines where it's like you put one of my guys in the hospital. I'm going to put three of your guys in the morgue. I don't know; it just made me laugh.
2: <laughs> I like how you I mean, yes, it is a classic gangbanger line. But of course, it also comes from the untouchables. Sean Connery says it. I know. I know. <laughs> so let's hear what it sound like if he said it. Watch the Chicago. Watch (laughs) the show for sure. So, Debbie arrives home with her date. Remember, Debbie, the waitress. She arrives home with her date. Oh yeah. Uh, And she uh, she seems to sincerely ask him to call her sometime, but makes it very clear that he cannot come inside because the people that she's staying with would be upset. Mo, do you think that's just a story that she told him? I think she's DTF. It seemed like she was, but she still yeah. told the guy to buzz off. So maybe she's DTF with somebody else, which somebody is fine. Else. <laughs> it's fine. It's no big deal. So she yeah. goes. She goes inside. We see, uh, she uh, answers the phone for a second, and then we uh, see someone is roaming around outside her apart or her. I guess her house. Uh, just going by the windows, some creeper, right, Mo? Mm-hmm Then what does she do?
1: then she hops in a hot tub
2: she starts up the hot tub she cuts up a piece of apple for herself to eat mo very relaxing looking nice hot tub pieces of apple she gets into a bikini mo what is a what does a debbie look like
1: <laughs> um I'm actually trying to remember <laughs> <laughs> uh I just remember she has big hair like, big hair very, like mm-hmm. like country hair um
2: that's good enough Big hair, yeah. relaxing in the tub, attractive woman. Uh, She gets in, eats the apple, having a good time. And then someone enters the room. Oh, and who enters the room?
1: I, I got to tell you. So I have this weird thing about having my back to doors. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't like it.
2: Well, you did so, have that time in the Yakuza, I can understand.
1: Yeah, you know, I lost my finger because of it. Ah. But, um, but... When she got into that hot tub With her back to that sliding door I, like, l- my anxiety Like, literally started going going off And, uh, anyway So, yeah, so a man comes in And it's Tor It's Tor Yeah, your concern he, like, was rewarded, Mo Because something yeah.
2: bad happened Tor came inside And he starts, like, grabbing her neck And pushing her under the water Yeah Now, Mo, I have a question for you What's notable about what Tor is wearing?
1: Oh, he has on a Canadian tuxedo.
2: Another Canadian tuxedo here on the Nightmare's podcast.
1: (laughs) It's even in my notes. I said, I said, a man apparently named Tor sneaks up, sneaks up on her, and attacks her, ruining his Canadian tuxedo in the process. (laughs) So
2: she's screaming and flailing around, which suggests to me that there's nobody who lives in this place with her. So she was lying to her date, Mo. Which again is okay. No, hey, hey. Maybe what? she's just trying to let him down easy. Perfectly reasonable. Mm-hmm. Don't bring sure. your incel stuff to the <laughs> podcast. Women are, women
1: are scum, and they all owe me sex.
2: Well, that's probably how Tor feels because he notices a very convenient knife available to him that was used to cut that apple. He grabs it, Mo, and he stabs Debbie to death. Mm-hmm. There is a nice uh, little effect here where uh, blood kind of raises up within the. Uh, Hot tub, so you see it kind of bubbling around Up there, I thought, you know, it's a pretty classy Way to show someone being murdered Yeah, it's cool And then that's undone, because they cut From that blood floating up To a fish being gutted (laughs) Yeah Who's gutting this fish, Mo?
1: Uh, This would be Preacher
2: So this is now, like, the next day uh, And we see the character of Preacher Who works at the local marina um, and so Jana uh, arrives with Leslie And she asks if Red is around Red is apparently the owner of the marina usually But Red has gone off and he's basically left Preacher It seems like he's left Preacher and Tor In charge, they both work at the marina Indeed So uh, Preacher gets Tor to get their boat But he's a, little, he's a little bit like apprehensive To give them the boat So Jana basically has to convince him that it's her parents and that, Or her father's at least And that she's allowed to have the boat Mm-hmm they are a little confused about the name of Tormo They even voiced that concern
3: Did you say his name was Tor?
1: That's what I said <laughs> 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 it, it,
2: I, Okay, we're laughing right now simply because <laughs> 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 We just did an interview with uh, Freeman Williams Who does the voice of Uh, Preacher in this movie And now that we've heard his voice It's hard not to laugh at him Speaking with that voice in the movie
1: Yeah, because we just heard him Doing the preacher voice And it's I mean, it was dead on It was fucking dead (laughs) on (laughs) <laughs> we'll
2: talk about that at the end of the episode Yeah, yeah, yeah So Preacher is upset about this outstanding gas bill that her father left But she basically blows him off, figuratively And uh, so she asks, uh, because apparently they're both very concerned about names She asks why he's called Preacher
3: Uh, look, mister, um
0: Preacher, just call me Preacher
3: Preacher? Why do they call you that?
0: I guess because my daddy named me that Among other
2: things <laughs> What does that mean?
1: That, I, I I don't know. I mean, like, I guess he's, is he talking about, like, his middle name, his Christian name, his bar mitzvah name? I, I don't know.
2: Like, legit, is his father, does his father, is it like his father calls him asshole sometimes? So it's like, <laughs> among other things. But he seemed to be really happy about the fact that he's been called other things. Yeah. Well, I guess that's a mystery that'll never be solved. So Tor does arrive with the boat. Uh, he mentions to Leslie and Jana That there are some worn hoses on the boat That could be a problem later Wink uh, And Jana sort of flirts with him for a moment They uh, they drive off in the boat And then we get some really top-notch dialogue Which you uh, Guess I'll have to
0: keep an eye on them Shit, maybe I'll keep two eyes on them You just watch
2: it, old man If you're half as smart as you think you are You'll stay on this side of the lake well, I hope you enjoyed that audio clip because uh, we have a little special feature, Mo, at the end of the episode.
1: <laughs> I should have listened to that audio clip before we <laughs> did
2: that. <laughs> we have a little special feature at the end where Mo and I will act out that clip opposite the voice of Preacher, Mo.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And it's already happened, so we both know how well we did.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey, look, I think we're both
1: We're not, we're not, we're not actors <laughs> Hey,
2: wh- I think we both did a good enough job To be included in this dub of Terror Rectangular
1: Oh, well, that's not saying much
2: A little bit later, Mo, The women are relaxing in the cabin And the phone rings And who's on the other end? Ugh, oh, Josh Get sick of this, Josh
1: how like and, and you know, and it's funny. Like in my notes, I go, "How the hell did he get this number?" And then she says, "How the hell did you get this number?" And, <laughs> and it, it, it made me laugh. It's kind of strange because all the phone conversations
2: in this movie, you can only hear their end of it, so you don't know what he's saying at all, just what their reactions are. And she says that she told someone not to give it to him. And if Leslie probably should have been fucking smart and not given the number to anybody, but uh, but I guess she had to give it to her parents or something like that because her parents I, um, her parents still think that Josh is a good guy.
1: This is actually one of my biggest pet peeves in movies in general. When you only hear one side of the fucking conversation, yeah. I hate
2: that. Because then your brain has to fill in the other side, Mo. And my brain's right. working I, hard enough already. I'm
1: not that clever. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we're not telling any anything to our audience they don't already know. <laughs> yeah, they fucking, they
1: fucking know. Yeah, exactly.
2: So. Leslie makes it clear she stands her ground uh, Just like that uh, very important law That you have in the United States Um, (laughs) (laughs) You gotta keep that laughing. (laughs) (laughs) She she stands her ground And says that she does not want to see him She will not tell uh, Josh where she is And she tells him that he sounds like a spoiled Overgrown brat who likes to push people around Good on her
1: Right, I mean it's fucking accurate.
2: Yeah, and then he immediately calls back again, and this time Janet answers, and she tells tell, she tells him to leave Leslie alone, or she'll tell his parents he likes to beat up on women. hmm And then they do that classic gag, Mo, where the phone then rings again, and she starts yelling at whoever is on it, but it's not Josh; it's actually Charlie saying that uh, Leslie's able to work at his restaurant. Yep, I have to say, Mo, I hate that gag. I hate it.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: The odds of it happening are like, I mean, it's not impossible, certainly, right? If someone's continually trying to call to get in contact with you. But the right. likelihood of the timing being that perfect on it, it just, the only other thing I hate more is the story that I hear in just about every kind of like, any sort of like like biography of a band Or a celebrity or like an actor Or something like that And they have that moment where they go for an audition Or something like that And then someone calls, someone really famous And they're like, I thought it was my buddy Just doing Quincy Jones voice on the phone And I told him to <laughs> go to hell And then he called right back and it was him How could it happen so often, Mo? It seems unbelievable
1: <laughs> Yeah, well, you know I, Are you going to believe everything that biopics tell you?
2: Hey, if that ever happened to you, listeners let us know on the No Budget Nightmares Facebook group Or over on our Twitter feed At No Budget Nightmares So anyway, uh, she, uh, Leslie has the job She doesn't really know like how to do the job Because she hasn't done any training But Janice says that after the weekend She's going to come in early And she's going to show Leslie the
1: ropes I mean, makes sense Yeah,
2: she says it's like oh. a super easy job Like it, it, The impression she gives is like Nobody shows up there And it closes early every day Because there's no one who lives around there It does sound like a pretty easy gig
1: Yeah, let's put it this way If I could do it, it's probably an easy (laughs) thing.
2: So uh, they they don't want to Well, I should say Leslie doesn't want to talk about Josh uh, And Janice says that Josh is going to start whining about how much he needs her And she is a sucker for a stray dog So she needs to hold firm And at that moment, Mo There's a knock on the door In fact, I think what happens is Leslie goes off to sleep uh, And then there's a knock on the door
1: And who is it? Oh, it's our good friend preacher,
2: and he does not come empty-handed. Amongst other things, (laughs) (laughs) he he comes bearing gifts. Mo,
1: what does he have? He brings them some fish, some fish that been cleaned. Yeah, (laughs) all cleaned, ready to go,
2: ready to go. Hey, and when she says thank you and uh, tells them, uh, well, she doesn't tell them to fuck off, but she gives the cold shoulder and turns around. He says, "Ain't you gonna invite me in for a cold beer?"
1: Yeah, Freeman does that better. Hey, that was my
2: first try at it
1: that's, I mean, that's pretty good You sounded like a uh, stranger from that odd world game
2: <laughs> Well, Janice says, no, we're heading to bed uh, And they do that uh, And uh, so he, she says to Leslie that they'll uh, head over to, restu- to the restaurant the next day for lunch And, uh, you know, basically they can sleep in as late as they want So Preacher, he's a little dejected He smokes a cigarette outside, looking in through their windows, being a big old yeah. peeper Uh, Sticks around
1: to do a little sightseeing
2: Yeah, exactly, he sees a sexy silhouette And that's a pretty noticeable thing in the movie, Mo For some reason, this uh, cabin that they're staying in Has, like, floodlights inside of it So everyone shows up as a perfect silhouette in the window
1: I need a house like that
2: It'd be pretty sweet Anyway, Preacher does wait around outside Smoking a cigarette And then he sees someone approach him in the distance, Mo And who is this person?
1: Oh, it's that uh, web browser, uh, Tor. Tor
2: It's Tor, now we haven't really talked about Tor Now Tor, let's see, I would say he's probably in his 30s You know, a fairly young guy uh, He has a uh, like an acne-scarred face, but is still generally attractive uh, He seems like the only thing resembling the kind of male that someone might want to sleep with Basically within like a 500-mile radius of this location
1: which is really funny because didn't she just get done saying, Oh yeah, there's you know, there's all sorts of cute guys. She here.
2: did say that, but maybe it's later in the season or something.
1: <laughs> maybe. I don't know.
2: She said they all like to hang around the marina. Yeah, it sounds like a great place, but they smell great. Anyway, Tor approaches Preacher and uh, he basically gives him shit for peeping around, and and Preacher says that he didn't really he didn't mean any harm, and that leads to this exchange.
0: Just checking up on you. What just checking on me? Hell, I ain't doing nothing. Just brought him over some fish. No harm intended. Yeah, I understand that, preacher. Your kind never does mean any harm. What do you mean, my kind? I mean the kind of man that sees something perfect and new and beautiful, then covers it with his filth. <laughs> Kind of man that sees something with his eyes And hands And
2: mine <laughs> And pulls it down into the dirt With him So uh, Tor's an intense gentleman Oh yeah Yeah and we already know he's a murderer So that's not good It is kind of strange that they reveal so early on That he's the killer And like every time he shows up you're like Oh he's dangerous he's the guy who kills people
1: Yeah uh, So Preacher like Rails off on him with like this tirade of insults, Mm -hmm. and like it's it's honestly one of my favorite moments in the movie. Uh, preacher calls him a rich man's bastard and just keeps calling him white trash over and over. Calls him white
2: trash, but boy, Tor does not enjoy being called white trash.
1: Well, I mean, does anybody really enjoy being? Well, no, that's not true. Never mind. I live in fucking Florida. Everybody down here is white trash. I bet Um, there are
2: people with bumper stickers that say White trash
1: and proud of it And proud, yeah, and it's a big fucking Confederate flag And it (laughs) says, heritage, not hate Um, Preacher pulls out a knife, Mo He sure does He's got a
2: big old knife And he basically tells Tor to, you know, leave him alone Stay out of his life And then what happens?
1: (laughs) Um, He makes the mistake of turning his back on him Not a good Uh, idea, as you said before might I add, while still calling him a rich man's bastard in white trash. <laughs> and uh, and Tor just runs up on him and uh, and kills the old dude. He disarms him.
2: So First, he takes the knife away from him. <laughs> yeah. Then he cuts his arm. well, he stabs him to death, and then he lays him down and he cuts his arm off, Mo. I think it looks pretty good. It's a
1: great effect
2: I will say it is probably the well it's definitely the best effect in the movie. It might be the only good effect in the movie right I mean I mentioned the blood coming up before but that's not really an effect. this one is like impressive yeah chops off his arm I think the uh the implication is that he might cut him up a little bit more and then he stashes the body in like a nearby storage thing
1: which is funny because they said there's no neighbors there, so does he stash the body? Underneath Jana's house? I think
2: so I think it's like It leads into like A storage area Of the basement Or something like that Okay I like how Tora says As he's throwing Pieces of his corpse in there He goes White trash my ass Like like he was so offended By that,
1: <laughs> that he, That's why all of this happened <laughs> Yeah Well he was thinking Of death and boobs
2: Later that night Mo Leslie wakes up From a deep sleep And looks out the window She thought she heard something Mo She goes outside goes down by the docks. Now, this is uh the moment I want to mention something, Mo. The soundtrack of this movie, as we've already mentioned before, everything's been dubbed over, not just the voices, yeah. but both the music and sound effects, and there is a sound of crickets in this movie that just keeps playing on a loop for like 80% of this entire movie. Yeah. I don't like those crickets, Mo. Oh,
1: you know, I mean,
2: so she goes down by the dock. She thought, what did she th- thinks that
1: she heard, Mo? A theremin. <laughs> <laughs> she thinks she hears a harmonica, which really made me laugh because I like I wrote in my notes. Leslie thinks she hears a harmonica. I didn't hear the harmonica that she thought she heard. Be- and it didn't occur to me until later when we hear, like when we see him, quote unquote, playing the harmonica that I realized what it was. And it made me laugh very hard. so here's another uh, yeah, she th- she thinks she thinks she hears a harmonica.
2: so there's another layer to that Mo, which is that later there's another sequence like this where we hear quote unquote, the harmonica. Uh, this part that music didn't play when she woke up, so there's no real indication that she heard anything at all. right. so she goes down by the dock, she's looking around, someone comes up behind her. who is it, Mo? What? Jenna Jana Oh up.
1: Yeah, Jenna Yes
2: Jenna came by came there Because she thought She might have been sleepwalking Which again If she's sleepwalking down by the docks That actually is pretty dangerous But she scares the shit out of her Doesn't she know You're not supposed to wake A sleepwalker, Mo?
1: I think that's a fallacy
2: Mm-mm, No, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Snopes That you should not Wake a sleepwalker Or they could go catatonic And never wake up
1: I mean, I've seen a couple of videos On Pornhub That mention that But, you know. <laughs> Apparently mind control is a very popular thing
2: <laughs> Anyway The next morning uh, They discover that there's something wrong with the boat So Janet calls the marina and talks to Tor And he mentions that they uh, That 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 they blew one of the hoses On the boat and he's going to be heading to town And we will pick up the part that they need He can't get away right now because For some reason Preacher didn't show up for work Hmm then Jan and Leslie head out, but they turn on their ancient 1986 answering machine before they go.
1: I really miss answering machines, like a lot. Why, Mo? Uh, well, because when okay, so I used to get in a lot of trouble for this. But okay, my my mother and stepfather would go on these little t- weekend trips. You know, sometimes they'd go away for like a week or whatever. And the second they walked out the door, the first thing I would do is change the message on the answering machine, (laughs) you know, and it would use, it would usually be something horrendous, offensive, (laughs) you know, Uh, a couple of times it was a, it was meat men songs you know, and uh, and they, uh, they would do this every time. The second they would get there is they would call and I would just let the answering machine pick up because <laughs> I'd want them to hear the horrible fucking message that I just changed my answering machine to. And the first message was always like, why do you do this? Every time we leave, change it back now, yada, 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 yelling at a 16-year-old kid
2: <laughs> I mean, it does sound like you were being kind of terrible for no reason, Mo
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely But
2: <laughs> well, what are you going to do? You're from a broken nothing.
1: home I ain't, I ain't going to do nothing
2: Mo, as soon as they leave, someone calls the phone, and we hear what they have to say It's a person saying, I'm going to get you and we'll hear that I'm in just a little bit more you. But we can't hear that yet Because we get a little montage of some of these surroundings And I want everyone listening To get a sense Of what the kind of General soundtrack music Of Terror at Tankiller sounds like <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Like no joke this, I, like, this is like fucking 1960s porn man Yeah, you're right. It's great. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, honestly, like if this if I was watching something weird and this is the music that was playing, I'd be like, yes, this is great for this movie. Mm, Not so much.
2: So later, it's so great because they leave
1: (laughs) that fucking music.
2: They leave the cabin. We get that montage with the music and then they arrive right back at the cabin. We don't see what they did at all. Uh, Leslie goes in to take a nap She's a very tired lady uh, Probably because she keeps getting up in the middle of the night uh, And then Jana checks the machine, mo, And it, it sounds like this
3: I'm going to get you I'm
2: going to get you I'm going to get you Yeah, so she basically listens to it on repeat a couple of times for all intents and purposes, they think that's Josh calling, the abusive Josh Mo, uh mm. and, and making threatening uh, uh messages, leaving them on their machine. No reason to think otherwise, no one else scary around.
1: Now, honestly, either way, if it's Josh or not, Jana has the absolute wrong response to that message. Which is Nothing Nothing They don't Nothing want him at to all. feel
2: like he's scaring her Or anything like that right. Don't call the police Just pr- pretend it didn't happen He doesn't know where she is
1: Hmm.
2: Hmm. And uh, speaking of non-dangerous people Tor knocks on their door Yep He said he took a look at the motor on their boat And it's a minor issue He's going to go to town and get the part uh, And then uh, Jana invites him in for a beer Something that she didn't do for Preacher mo
1: well, you know, I mean, is a traditionally handsome man Yeah,
2: strapping you young know. man Yeah So she tells Tor about Leslie and her abusive boyfriend Tor seems very understanding He listens, Mo Hey, couldn't we all use uh, a little bit more listening in our relationships?
1: Especially from serial killers
2: Absolutely Leslie, she says, she can't stand to hurt anyone Even that piece of slime And then Janice says an incredibly mean thing about her best friend
0: But Leslie's lucky to have a friend like you.
3: Well, I try to help her out. But sometimes I think she's just a born victim.
2: Kind of mean, Jana. That's a little shitty. Little shitty. Well, maybe it's because she doesn't want Tor thinking about her friend Leslie. She wants Tor thinking about her hot bod.
1: About her slit or her gash
2: Oh my goodness, Mo (laughs) He is thinking about that But more like the kind that he can create using a sharp knife Mm. Anyway, she wants to fuck Tor It's very obvious from how she talks to him I mean, I can read the signs, Mo I'm a 38-year-old man (laughs) But Tor, uh, he reacts like I would in that situation He goes, I gotta go And he leaves (laughs) Tor does indeed leave after... I can't
1: handle this sort of pressure
2: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god uh, So Leslie then wakes up uh, She she says she didn't sleep, she just dozed a little And Jana tells her about the scary answering machine message And uh, Leslie listens to it She thinks it's Josh's voice But she can't really tell for sure uh, And Jana, as you mentioned, Mo, she says Just ignore him, he's trying to scare her uh, Leslie doesn't know what to do And then they look out to the uh, middle of the pond, Mo And there's a boat there And they suspect that that's Preacher Preacher's back, he's out there being a big creepo, fishing in the middle of the pond As usual, everything's fine
1: I also like how they talk about how nice Tor is They
2: think Tor's a great guy Little do they know, Mo He's not, he's a murderous killer <laughs>
1: He's a psycho killer kiss que say, Oh no, don't make me say it <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna <laughs> <laughs> That night, hey, Leslie's having trouble sleeping again Maybe it's all that napping She wakes up this time, Mo To the sounds of a harmonica. Okay. So this is very important. <laughs> in heavy quotes. So the killer in this movie, Tor, he plays a harmonica sometimes. I know I'm jumping ahead, but this is what he does. And that is represented in the movie by the sound of a harmonica. This is what the harmonica sounds like.
1: I I love the like the the quotation marks just dripping <laughs> when you say it. All right, here we go. That's the harmonica
2: That's the harmonica I mean pretty good right I mean it, it, to their credit It's not like you can just find a harmonica It's not like you yeah. can go out and purchase one
1: Like Look You know why Why settle for a real harmonica When you can fake it
2: So Leslie looks out and she sees that it's Josh, her abusive boyfriend, playing the harmonica, and beckoning, beckoning to her cartoonishly with her arm, with his arm. He's like beckoning, <laughs> like woo woo, and Ooh. she looks very confused, as I was. And she goes outside, and this boy. Th- at this point, there is a crazy alien light coming from inside the uh, the cabin. She goes like out-
1: the entire budget of the film was <laughs> wasted on lights for this one scene.
2: She heads down the steps towards him And there are, like, on the soundtrack You hear some quotes from, like, Jana Talking about how, uh, Josh might kill him, her If, uh, if he keeps, uh, abusing her She takes his hand, Mo Then he pulls out a knife And he plunges it into her While blood splatters on the camera
1: Now, I might have been looking down When, uh, and taking notes Because I don't know how to type like a normal person mm-hmm. I have to do the hunt, the hunt and peck method Yep Um, does Leslie turn into Jana at that point when he starts killing?
2: I've seen this movie twice. I don't believe that that happens. Okay. I don't think it would necessarily make sense. However, what you're saying, but she
1: does, but she does say uh, uh, later that when she talks about her dream that Jana was there.
2: So as you just uh, indicated, Mo, this was all a dream. It was a dream yes. sequence. Mo's favorite.
1: It's only a dream sequence when, like, it's only my favorite when it happens at the end of the movie and nothing <laughs> was real
2: This one was fine, I mean, it was nice to have a little bit of dreamlike imagery simply because this whole movie yeah, th- is shot in really yeah, kind this, of flat this,
1: Exactly, this didn't really bother me, I mean, it was stupid, but not any stupider than anything else that happens in this movie, so I was okay with it Yeah,
2: it, was, it it's not so bad, and I like that blood splash that came on the camera, it's a nice little effect the next day A lot of time seems to be passing <laughs> Leslie has been here for six weeks already <laughs> Leslie answers the phone When is she going to work? Uh, she answers the phone And again You can't hear what's on the other side of it But it's a prank call She thinks once again It's probably Josh So let's see Okay So she calls Jana at the restaurant Tells her about the prank call Uh, She tells her that uh, The person on the phone said that she was beautiful And the last thing he said was Forever Mine, Mo Which, by the way, they should have called this movie Forever Mine That's a way better uh, title than Terror, I think
1: That would have been a fucking great title
2: Hey, I'm an idea man right here It wouldn't have been hard to do (laughs) Mm. Because I'll tell you, every time I've ever heard this Title of this movie, I didn't realize that Tenkiller was a place (laughs) So uh, Jan is a little bit worried about her uh, And basically she suggests that uh, Leslie should come Down to the restaurant you know, have something to eat or something like that. Meet her at there because they need to do a little training anyway.
1: So yeah, I was gonna to- say maybe go down and learn the fucking job and you're about to start. Doing. Exactly.
2: So Leslie does do that, Mo, uh, and we get a lengthy sequence of her walking to this restaurant. Ugh. It takes a long time. Yeah.
1: Thankfully for me, this is about the time because I have a, uh, a a new version of my VLC player on mm-hmm. this computer, and um, in the old version, you used to just be able to hit the plus button. And you can make it go faster It doesn't work like that on this version So I had to learn How to make it go faster than one time speed And this is the point where I learned So the rest of the movie goes nice and quick for me So uh, Leslie arrives at the restaurant
2: uh, Jana gets her a drink And she basically restates what the prank call Was all about She's pretty sure it was Josh um, And she, she said that she's not scared Because she's come to believe As Jana says That he's a lot of talk And if she stands up for herself He'll back down
1: like most bullies.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and also she says Josh doesn't know where she is, and she told her parents not to say where she was. Uh, and then we uh, we have a uh, Jana training her to be a short order cook. Except we never see it. <laughs> we never see her actually do it. <laughs> it just cuts to them chatting in a booth a little bit later on, and the idea is, oh, we're both exhausted. I just learned how to be a short order cook.
1: Yeah, I have a feeling that um they didn't have permission to film <laughs> in, <laughs> in the kitchen.
2: I don't know, it seems like an easy job, Mo. No wonder they only get paid seventy five cents an hour. Ouch. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Uh but of course Mo doesn't tip, so I mean that's it's a problem that we actually I
1: give just I give just the tip.
2: <laughs> it's all that can fit, Mo, in the gash <laughs> as you keep talking about
1: Oh god we're gross
2: The ladies are talking in a booth Just chatting Then Tor arrives Mo And he sits with them uh, They ask if he can, uh, if he wants anything He says I'll have a glass of iced tea And a piece of pie um, And then uh, they chat about work for a bit uh, Tor says that he's been cleaning up some things He's been putting off lately Hey that's like a, a euphemism for murdering
1: This is actually one of those scenes That they could have like cut a whole bunch out of <laughs> No kidding Because like Like he, Tor literally makes Leslie run down the list of the types of pies. (laughs) You know, and like he could have just said, I'll take a fucking iced tea and a slice of apple pie. But no, he needs to know that they have exactly one slice of peach pie left.
2: It's very important. So Mm. Tor and Jana and Leslie have a little conversation, and then Leslie's making like basically strongly. Encouraging Janet to leave She says she's okay She can work there For the rest of the shift I think she just wants To have a little chat With Tor Sure Janet does leave Leslie and Tor They chat for about Five minutes He even suggests Calling the police Which is an interesting Thing for him to suggest mm. <laughs> But she suggests That it would hurt A lot of other people uh, It's just one of those Things she has to go through To grow up But she's never dated Anyone but Josh She's never even been alone or made her own decisions and then It's,
1: Tor- it, it's funny how she's like It's going to hurt a lot of people Like, No bitch, it's only going to hurt Josh <laughs> I
2: think she means like her parents and his parents oh. Because they've known each other for a long time
1: I guess, who cares
2: And then Tor comes on pretty strong
3: Leslie
0: You're so beautiful You shouldn't have to worry about some guy <laughs> That wants to hurt you
2: You could have any man that you wanted well, that's a really sweet thing to say Tor. Really? Because I think it's kind of creepy Yeah super <laughs> So uh, I mean I don't know if she, It's kind of strange it seems to be That she thinks it actually is legitimately sweet But then she says she needs to go wash some dishes And he leaves it looks like he took Half a bite of the piece of pie and drank None of the, the iced tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So while uh, Leslie's Finishing up her shift Jenna goes for another Swim uh, but as soon as she gets in the water, it starts pouring rain immediately. Uh, so she gets out and lays on the pier uh, instead of swimming. Mo and then what happens?
1: She fucking falls asleep. Like I like I love the fact she's like, oh my god, it's raining. I guess I gotta get out of the water. And then falls asleep in the rain. I I find
2: the sound of rain relaxing. However, I would not be able to fall asleep on a wet pier. Face down for what appears to be at least five or six hours Yeah
1: right exactly because it's daylight when she starts And it's nighttime when you know our good friend Tor finds her and wakes her up
2: Tor wakes her up Mo uh, And he arrives like in his boat uh, and then wakes her up And then he says that he has to order the part for her boat uh, So it's going to be a little bit of time It'll be like a couple of days Then he asks her about uh, having a beer She enthusiastically says, let's go up to the house Because she's thinking this is going to lead to some bang action
1: Right Here's where something really confusing happens
2: I know exactly what you're going to say, please continue
1: So Tor, (laughs) as we've just established, is with Jana, But Leslie now gets a call from the quote-unquote voice
2: I think, how does this, I think at how this, does this no, no, I think this at this call, it's actually Josh.
1: Oh, is this call is this actually Josh? Yeah,
2: I think the suggestion is because he calls the restaurant, not their place, that he knows right. where she is now, which explains how he's able to work out how to get there.
1: Oh.
2: Pretty clever movie we're watching here. I see. Though though she is sitting in the restaurant reading a copy of Stephen King's The Stand. In the, it's like complete darkness. She's sitting in. did like, <laughs> she turn off all the lights? Please don't anybody come in. I don't know how to cook a hamburger. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they never told me where the cheese was.
2: Then I have to say, Mo, the strangest thing in this entire movie happens. Maybe it's not strange. Maybe I just found it strange.
1: But I mean, like the fifteen-minute hair washing scene.
2: So they're in the cabin. It's Tor and it's Janna.
1: Yeah, Janna
2: is. Bent over in the kitchen sink, washing her hair after napping outside. So it's, I, I mean, I get it. She wants to wash her hair. She wants to clean up or whatever. Yeah, I get it. I guess there's no shower or something, but whatever. She's literally just like bent over for like 10 minutes while Tor just stands there staring at her drinking a beer. Yeah. He seems a little bit stressed and- out. <laughs> <laughs> He takes nice. out his harmonica, starts playing it Then he unplugs the phone She's just bent over this entire time uh, It's good timing on the plug uh, being uh, the phone being unplugged Because Leslie calls at that exact second Doesn't get an answer, so she closes the restaurant I guess, she mentioned earlier that she was waiting for Charlie to get there I guess he just doesn't gonna care that she closed the restaurant Without permission on her first day Right Janet still bent over Literally presenting herself Damn. To <laughs> Tor reaches for her and like touches her back and she looks back at him and she smiles as if she likes it. And then he undoes her swimsuit, Mo, and then what does he do?
1: Oh, um, he kills her. He takes a
2: knife and he stabs her, and then he like stabs her a bunch of times in a really awkward fashion. Like I don't know what's going on, but it is not like a person would stab someone. I know that from not experience. experience. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Josh, remember we just talked about him a moment ago He calls once again uh, And we uh, we actually see his side of the call this time He's sitting down smoking and looking at a map But of course the phone doesn't ring because it's unplugged He traces a path on the map and circles a location He's going to get there He's going to save the day The sex pest is going to be the hero The abuser is the guy we need to root for What a strange movie
1: Was so fucking afraid that that was going to be what happens I'm like, (laughs) please do not turn this fucking piece of shit Into the goddamn hero
2: I mean, I I like how they tease it It, I mean, not to spoil anything, but that is not how this is going to play out
1: That's definitely not what happens I was, I mean, like legit was super concerned Because I'm honestly, I would have just shut the movie off at that point I'm like, no, I, no
2: so I Leslie can't. Leslie arrives back at the cabin. She finds Janice's swimsuit on the uh, floor. Finds the harmonica in the kitchen. Uh, and but you
1: know what she doesn't find? Blood, blood, mother, blood. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, he he stabbed her a whole bunch of times. No blood.
2: Well, I guess he cleaned it up. Who knows how much Still, time he had?
1: Uh, well, that's. I mean, that is true. Who knows how much time he had? But they they don't. Show a passing of time, mm-hmm. and they and they certainly don't show him cleaning
2: it. That's true. So Leslie uh, is curious about where Jana is. She heads down to the dock. She looks in a boat mo, and what does she discover? <laughs>
3: oh <my God. laughs> dead. I just killed her. Calm
1: down. Calm down.
2: That's Tor, by the way <laughs> So Tor is uh, is there She thinks that Josh is the one who has arrived And killed Janna Because he threatened her at the beginning of the movie And Tor is there to save her So Tor grabs her and says, let's go up to the cabin We'll call the sheriff Since Josh might still be around Very reasonable um, And yep. so they get into the cabin He grabs the harmonica from the kitchen uh, Turns off the light And she goes into her room and grabs the car keys When she comes out, uh, he says that the line was busy When he tried to call the sheriff And then he plays the harmonica, Mo And she realizes That the harmonica that she's been hearing in her dreams Has been played by him Even though it doesn't sound like a harmonica And she realizes Tor is the killer And that makes sense Because Tor is a terribly creepy name For a human being And of course would be a murderer Exactly And he explains himself, Mo, what does he say? She was asking for it Ooh, you know she was
3: and she was getting in the way In the way? Between in the way? Between us
2: no. <laughs> Bored, <sighs> <but. laughs> So, you know, he's basically obsessed with her um, And he he says that she needs someone to protect her uh, and, and he's going to be the one to do it She has the keys, she scratches him with the keys and runs outside She tries to find a place to hide And in a nice moment, Mo, the place she tries to hide is that uh, kind of... Uh, uh, basement area with preacher's corpse in it.
1: I um do appreciate the fact that she was paying attention during her self-defense class.
2: <laughs> well with the keys? If you have yeah. keys, use it. She didn't knee him in the nuts though. No, she should have. I don't know you. That's my
1: purse. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: what she's it, <laughs> while she's running around outside, we get some nice evil dead point of view shots mo. Hmm. Josh then does arrive He's about to save the day This abusive mm. hero, Mo uh. He, uh, he gets out, heads into the cabin But Tor sees him arrive So then Leslie, uh, she somehow runs in a complete circle Ends up back at the cabin Sees Josh's car and runs inside And Josh is there on the couch, Mo He's about to save the day, except what happens?
1: Uh, well, let me just read my notes, because <laughs> th- this is probably my favorite note in the entire, uh, in, the, in m- while my entire notes. Uh, I say, oh, please don't make Josh the hero of the, nope, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> His throat has already been slit. He was killed yeah. off screen. Yep, yep. The best kind of death.
2: <laughs> so Tor then grabs her. She's very upset about Josh being killed, but whatever He grabs her, he says, why did you run away? I asked you to come back, didn't I fix it so Joshua wouldn't hurt you again? Leslie, I love you, no one loves you as much as I do That makes you mine, Mo
1: Forever mine
2: So at some point she passes out, he puts her in the boat Just like at the beginning of the movie And he starts rowing across the lake
1: does she pass out or does he knock her I out? I think he might knock her out, but either yeah, I say, way. I, yeah, I think he knocks her out. But so, either way, yeah, she ends up in the boat. And
2: she's unconscious. And then at some point, she wakes up and pretends to continue to be unconscious. Very smart.
1: Clever girl. Clever girl.
2: And then, I don't know why. I think he suspects she's awake. He stands up in the boat. Not a great idea. No. And then, as he does that, she tips the whole thing over. Yep, she knocks them both out the boat And then we discover what Tor's Biggest weakness is (laughs) Bullets, my only weakness (laughs) A man who works at a marina (laughs) And fixes boats for a living Apparently Does not know how to swim (laughs) Water, my only weakness He calls
1: I don't know how to fucking swim (laughs) Which, by the way,
2: has never been established up to this point So she she was just kind of counting on the fact that she was a better swimmer, which apparently she is, but he can't swim at all and just basically it, sinks.
1: It's the stupidest way to beat the villain of a movie ever. He, he takes her out on the water and he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> he
2: calls her name as he drowns.
1: Oh my god.
2: She makes it to shore. <laughs> Safe and sound, Mo. And we get a voiceover explaining her final thoughts.
3: Being a swimmer saved my life. (laughs) Poor Jana. Sometimes I think that the Indian maiden Jana told me about (laughs) pulled Tor under and revenge. We'll never know. The police investigation wasn't able to solve the mystery of Tor's background. Who he really was, where he came from, or why he did those horrible things. I just thank God that Tor... Or whoever he was, is now at the bottom of the lake.
1: And then they pull the ultimate bullshit ending, (laughs) taken directly from Friday the 13th, kind of. Sort of. Sort of. Half. (laughs) And we get a shot of Tor... Clearly, in much shallower water, <laughs> <laughs> bounding out of the out of the water.
2: Yeah, it just shows Freeze. him kind of like bursting out of the water, with the indication that hey, maybe Tor is still out there. Though you think that she would have mentioned in the in the voiceover that they never found Tor's body, if that was the case.
1: Right. Exactly.
2: Freeze frame.
1: End credits
2: End credits By the way, she says that You know, it's likely that he wasn't really Tor at all Because, of course, if you're trying to come up with a Nom de plume <laughs> You're gonna come up with Tor That's your murder name Just like yours is Ma- Mo. Port.
1: Maybe, maybe yeah, my, yeah, that's my murder name
2: <laughs>
1: Maybe he was a big fan of Ed Wood awesome. And named himself after Tor Johnson
2: Hey, it's it's at least possible It's possible, isn't it?
1: It's plausible Hey,
2: maybe, maybe this is It was this movie's tribute To the work of Ed Wood Because that would explain A lot about how horrible it is
1: <laughs> That's true This movie's not good Should we play the closing theme Let's song play the closing
2: time? theme song Mine All Mine Which is also playing In the restaurant We heard it in the background A little bit earlier This plays over the entire Closing <laughs> Oh boy Yeah Hey, it's pretty funky I gotta give it that
1: I do like that bass line <laughs>
2: You would. <laughs> Mo, this movie was filmed in Oklahoma.
1: Oklahoma? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, Whoa! Oh,
3: Everything that you want to be. My home. Oh, every word, every breath that
2: I breathe. Okay, you can fade
1: it out. Are we going to find out that the guy who played the quote wrote that song too? (laughs) Uh,
2: I'll put the full song at the end of the episode if you want to listen to it Um, There is not anything particularly notable about the closing credits, Mo Outside of the fact that one actor in this movie Went on to pretty substantial success in movies and television Oh yeah? That's the actor who played Tor, believe it or not Mike Wiles, of course he played Tor's body, not his voice uh, Mike Wiles, he went on to a career uh, that included bit parts And and small roles in uh, The X-Files Breaking Bad, David Lynch's Lost Highway Many,
1: many projects
2: And he continues to work to this very day
1: I wonder if he looks back on this and like just shrugs
2: We all need to start somewhere, Mo Just like we started with the No Budget Nightmares podcast
1: And that's all I've gone on to Before
2: we went on to our great success
1: <laughs> Eric Roberts is the fucking <laughs> man
2: and providing uh, and providing commentaries on a lot of low-budget films
1: Hey, you know what? I'm actually super fucking proud uh, of Me
2: too, one. even though I can't yeah. tell it to anyone because they don't know what I'm talking about Yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> I call up my uh, mom and I'm like, I do a commentary on the Robot Ninja Blu-ray And she's like, I, I mean, my mother's incredibly supportive But she's, she's just like, ah, oh, that's nice yeah, robot ninja sounds very good. It is, Mom. It fucking great. It's great, Mo. This is Terror at Tank Killer. I told you I had a uh, a kind of an interpretation, a theory about this movie.
1: All oh, right, yeah, yeah, that thing you alluded to at the beginning of the episode. Yeah,
2: I allude to things so then I can bring them up later. You know, like a professional. <laughs> Meh. This call mo- back. This movie was co-written, if not written entirely, at least the story, uh, by Claudia Meyer. Uh, we don't know her relation uh, to Ken Meyer, the director, but obviously there's some sort of relation. I think this movie, at its heart, is meant to be a response to abusive men. Because all of the men that we encounter outside of Charlie in this movie are in some way abusive. Or in some way uh, insist themselves on the women all right, okay. the, these are two strong women at the core, right? They are both women who present kind well, of well, we have
1: one strong woman and one woman who is getting there,
2: she's getting there, right? But yeah. the idea is that they're archetypes, right? One is that is the victim in her relationship to some extent, the other one already has that strength, though that strength is counteracted by the fact that she feels so safe in this location, a place which is not safe because the men around. Her are still scumbags This is really a movie about having to protect yourself Against men because even the nice guys Tend to be creepazoids
1: You know it's funny how uh, Timeless yeah. That sort of sentiment is
2: its I do think that that was intentional uh, In the creation of this movie However the problem with it Is that this movie sucks It's really not very good
1: it's a shame. I mean, it's a shame. Like, like it's one of those movies where you sit there and you watch it and you see the potential, and you're like, this could have been so much better. Uh, I mean, I understand that there's limitations, and, um, you know, not having the technical know how, like, to, oh, I don't know, record an audio <laughs> track while you're filming. Um, you know that requires things like an entire new cast to come in and redub over voices and all of the sounds in the film but you know like you can't really blame that it it's really more just that the the script is not great um the performances are not great there's a ton of filler material just a Fucking ton like I mean like We jokingly said this movie could have been 70 minutes This movie could have been 40
2: I mean it it, it, You're absolutely 100% right this movie has Way too much filler you could cut This down to being an Acceptable slasher movie there's enough violence There's enough like, like little Bits of nudity in it for those who are into that Sort of thing and I do think that it is It does have that critical flaw Of the fact that there's no tension Because you know who the killer is You're just waiting for the lead characters To discover it But I do think that little twist Of the fact that they have This abusive boyfriend Who's in play And that he's going to arrive At some point I do think that there is A curiosity factor Because that's such a unique I mean We were both concerned That they were going to try To make him Somewhat heroic in this but they don't Right as soon as he arrives he is dispatched Immediately I actually think that that yeah. is An intentional act and something That was meant to be like like this guy can't Save you this guy can't help right Even the nice guy that you thought could Protect you can't help he's the killer
0: Right so I right.
2: I think that the, you know there's some Interesting elements here uh, I do think it is hampered Significantly by the fact that as You refer to and by the way I think I don't Everyone knows that this movie was dubbed afterwards It's very obvious when watching it
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't
2: think that it's very commonly known That all of the actors in this movie Are not dubbing their own voice That every single one of them Are dubbed by another actor or actress And in fact we get the inside scoop on that In the little interview we do That's going to play in just a little bit
1: I, I gotta tell you I was actually kind of floored by that
2: yeah right I mean I, uh, I, I and, and I don't
1: and I don't wanna I don't, I'm not giving anything away because I want people to actually listen to that <laughs> um but yeah uh completely floored by that fact uh you know I thought because they do a really good job yeah you know of of the actual syncing of their dialogue with the actor portraying the role. Um, That I just assumed it was the actual actor Doing their dialogue over again
2: So I think we should probably uh, Throw to that right now A friend of the show, Freeman Williams uh, Who you might know as one of the stars Of the film uh, Forever Evil From 1987 He Does the dubbed voice of Preacher in Terror at Tankiller And he was nice enough to take a few moments to talk to us about how he got involved with the movie Some of the background uh, The fact that this movie almost never got released entirely because they had no audio track So they basically, the creators of Forever Evil had to create it from scratch, all of it Um, and, And his experience with Preacher's Dialogue and we also, as we alluded to earlier, uh, have a little acting moment with Freeman Where we act out one of the scenes with both Mo and myself playing Tor, Mo
1: We're idiots
2: <laughs> hey, It was my idea, so I'm the king idiot <laughs> It's a lot of fun, uh, so let's cut to that right now We're here with Freeman Williams, the star of Terror at Ten Killer. <laughs> Freeman, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today
0: Oh boy, yes, I'm taking time from all my busy star duties to be here Hey,
2: now. you are a star, uh, and if you don't feel it in your own mind, it certainly mm-hmm. is something I feel in my own Because not only are you uh, a famous figure because of your appearance in Terra at Tenkiller Or should I say, a part of your appearance But also you're the star of the classic horror movie Forever Evil yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm certainly the star of that. Hey, no. a star is born. That's what they say. Uh, it's a movie, a pretty famous movie, Mo.
1: Oh, really? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never seen it. No, seriously, I've never seen oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, there's three versions. Yeah, there. There <laughs> yeah
2: so you, you'll get around to that. Freeman, I want to know how did you get involved with this production, Terror at Tenkiller?
0: okay, the uh, to, to, to go back to forever evil, which uh, despite all my attempts as is a touchstone of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, United Home Video, which is what VCI were calling themselves at the time, were so impressed by the teaser reel that we put together and which it got incorporated into the actual movie. Uh, they' they're impressed by the sound and they had this movie they had bought. Because you know, they are the people that are famous for wonderful direct to video productions like Blood Cult, mm-hmm. The Ripper. Uh, they, they had bought this movie, Terror at Ten Killer. And as uh, the director of Forever Evil said, uh, there is a way to record sound live on location while you're filming, and that's not what these people did. <laughs> So uh United be, be, being impressed with uh the, the dub on the on the teaser reel said can you can you do a uh a soundtrack replacement on this so we said sure uh we were still waiting for all the production loose ends to fly together so we could actually make our own movie and so a lot of the people that were involved in the the teaser and who would be in forever evil uh wound up doing voiceover work. I was... uh, Originally, they wanted me to do Preacher and The Killer. But apparently, my my voice is very distinctive. Even when I disguise it as an Oklahoma hillbilly. (laughs) So, I didn't do that. The voice of The Killer that you hear is Kenton Johnson, who was Alfie the Zombie in Forever Evil. So,
2: are you saying that most, if not all, of the voices in... Terra 10 are not the actors or actresses voices
0: that is correct it was a complete replacement
1: oh so you so we so what you're saying is we need to stop being so mean to the actor who played josh and start being so mean to the actor who played josh's voice
0: uh i would say you have to be equally mean equally mean <laughs> uh, i right. uh i i um I was looking at uh, the IMDB user reviews of this to prepare for this evening. Sure. <laughs> and, and I do see that, that, that Preacher is the one actor who gets a good review in all those.
1: Nice.
0: <laughs> and, and you start going, well, now, is that due to Dale Buckmaster's Sterling acting or my voice? Hmm. Look, oh, well.
2: I don't want to insult any of the people out there who can't hear. But if they can't hear, they can't hear this podcast. So I'm just going to say <laughs> the voice is like 98% of the performance. Uh, well,
0: yeah, especially when you're talking about a bunch of actors who are making their first feature. I mean, uh, like, uh, the, the guy, uh, who plays, uh, Tor, mm-hmm. Michael Sheamus Wiles, he's gone on to do a ton of stuff, Absolutely. but this is his first movie, mm-hmm. so he's, he's, he, there's something about him that draws your eyes to him, but, uh. He's just not quite there yet Because he doesn't have the experience And for a lot of people This was their only credit Including Dale Buckmaster Who, who, who shot this movie And then went back to his job As a professor of accountancy
2: Yeah, apparently quite a uh, well-renowned professor It's funny, it's kind of like There's an old comic book character named Firestorm And this Firestorm had a professor In his brain at all times That he could communicate back and forth with in this case, it's sort of like the opposite, right? In that the professor was in the body and you were in his brain.
0: That is an extremely nerdy, deep
2: cut. <laughs> no kidding, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Freeman, uh, Freeman, when you were, I mean, this is a long time back, and and uh, I understand if you don't remember many of the details, but do you remember if you had a script for the movie? Uh, yes, I seem to recall that we did. It seems like most of the vocal work it matches the lips fairly well. Yeah, that was that
0: was the one piece of difficulty that I that I encountered on this gig, because uh, the way the way we recorded it, what we had was uh, United has sent us uh, some three quarter videotape cassettes. Which are, if you, if you were conversant at all with industrial video, that was kind of how everything was done sure. that time. It was a video cassette. that was the time of a large hardcover book. And uh, this gave us two tracks to record on. Because it was theoretically stereo, but <laughs> yeah, never mind. Uh, so we, we had several of those. Uh, and there, there are never that many people on screen at the same time, so that wasn't tough. But there was one particular line where uh, Buckmaster, as a lot of people do, smacks his lip before he talks. Okay. And uh, Roger and I were arguing about that line because he thought that it started when he smacked his lip and i was going no he's smacking his lips and then he's saying his lines and uh tempers were getting short because it was videotape and we kept doing this over and over and over again because roger thought it was wrong and uh he was yelling at me because we were going to wear out the videotape and then what the hell are we going to do (laughs) and and then we watched the original footage and he went oh shit i am so sorry You know, and yeah, he 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 was a man. He owned his mistake, and uh, then then we we nailed it on the next on the next go through. But uh, yeah, I I seem to recall that we had a script. I'm not sure if somebody just had to sit down with the videotape and print it out like that. It's it's too long ago.
2: It's interesting because there are segments of the movie like long driving segments, which uh you never see any faces. Uh, speaking at all, and it, you get the sense when watching it. And I know it's probably been a while since you have that, that the actors Definitely. just had to improvise a few lines, or maybe someone had to write the lines for them just to fill up that space because otherwise it would just be a car driving for six or seven minutes. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, They're just like Manos, the hands
2: of fate. <laughs> now, I have, <laughs> a, I have a question for you, Freeman, and this might be a, a kind of a, a strange one, but so the audio. Was directed by Roger Evans The director of Forever Evil
0: That's correct
2: Did he ever attempt to get a director credit For the movie I mean he did direct the, all the audio work for it
0: No No he, he considered it work for hire mm-hmm. Which is what it was And it also gave him plausible
2: deniability so. <laughs> the, the plausible deniability That only you don't have Freeman Because you're the only voice That is credited for the movie is it? am I? I believe so. I think everyone else listed in the Internet Movie Database and in the closing credits are just the actors who appear in the movie and you're the only one is who is uncredited as a voice in the Internet Movie Database. Oh well. Hey, that's not oh well. That's exciting.
1: Your voice Plausible lives on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> audio direct audio direction by Alan Smithy. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, well uh, we we actually wound up over the years doing doing more voice replacement jobs for United. Uh, when they they went back to being BCI because they had a lot of uh, old serials, which uh, the only sources that they have, the uh, the audio was just really muddled and mangled. so uh, i'm'm I'm, I'm my voice at least is walking around in the Phantom. Mm. Uh, um. And I wound up I wound up being the same guy every time. It was the guy who was usually a villain on three Stooges shorts. <laughs> <laughs> and and curse, my, curse my eyes I cannot remember his name But I, I always wound up being that
2: guy Now uh, again, long time ago But when it comes to Enveloping the character of Preacher in Terra Tenkiller, How different Now I, I sent you some audio clips earlier So you can get a sense of what the voice you were doing back then was What kind of changes did you have to make To your own voice to make that work?
0: Uh I uh I, I put in a little bit of uh cigarette rasp, <laughs> which was actually pretty easy because I smoked at the time. And uh definitely tried to put some country in there. I'm not conversant enough with Oklahoma accents to really say, Oh yes, I, I nailed that accent. So basically we just we just went for dissolute hillbilly and that that seemed to be good enough.
2: Do you happen to know if the music in the movie had to be looped as well? well I guess looped wouldn't be the I, word, but I,
0: I, be, I, I believe it is. I believe uh, Marianne Pendino did that. Yeah. And that actually
1: Ma- explains a lot.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It, it, I, I think Roger just found it easier to just you know redo the whole shebang. Sure, of course. So she showed up with her uh, her electronic drum and her synthesizer and. Did some noodling. Marianne did the original soundtrack for Forever Evil, which was replaced <laughs> by United. Uh, and the, the only way you can hear any of the music that she ever wrote for Forever Evil is if you own that extremely expensive double disc special edition DVD. And there is there is a an extra that has all the photos that I took on set with the original theme song that she wrote behind it. So really that lives on a bit. That, but
2: it, do you remember offhand? I, again, I know that it might be difficult to remember about how long it took to do the dubbing of the movie.
0: Uh, it didn't take me long mm-hmm. because because preachers and so few scenes. Sure. So I think that was about a day's work. Uh, people with larger roles probably took two or three days two or three days I'd say
2: Okay. did you end up ever seeing the movie after it was complete
0: Uh, I think I may have I think I've got it on VHS somewhere I'm sure I'm sure we got a free copy and uh, I probably fast forwarded to my scenes and that was it Because I I had watched the whole thing before we did the dubbing. And I just decided I didn't need to see that again.
2: (laughs) I'm only laughing, uh, Freeman, because I've seen this movie twice in the last two days. (laughs) Uh, You have, yep. Uh, That's the danger of podcasting, my friend. (laughs) Did you did you have any interest in maybe checking it out when you heard that Rift Tracks did a version of Terra Tentacular?
0: You know, I didn't know that Rift tracks it until I started going through the IMDb reviews, mm-hmm. and yeah, now now I got to seek it out.
2: It, it is on Amazon Prime to watch. I actually watched it a couple of days ago. That was my f- first viewing before I did my note taking <laughs> viewing. Uh, but I mean, that must be—I mean, that's kind of fun, right? I mean, to, to be part of a movie that that they are commenting on. I know that you have a lot of experience, sort of with with bad and and strange movies, anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah, I do. And and admittedly when uh, Mystery Science Theater, the original, is on the air, I always had nightmares that one <laughs> week you know, this week forever evil. crap <laughs> 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 I mean I've know, I know I've got a VHS somewhere of Rhonda Shear you know, totally dissing forever evil, right. especially the script.
2: But uh, <sighs> Well, I'm gonna guess since nobody nobody told you that Riftrax took uh took on this movie that it's unlikely that you got any uh further money for for the licensing of that movie.
0: Oh, you're going to have to excuse me while I roll around on the ground laughing.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, just to summarize, this was a gig uh, from a crew of people that were already prepping for uh, uh Forever Evil at the time. They were all together anyway They had the capacity to do this dub So they dubbed the movie so it could be released And at that point, once it was finished You kind of washed your hands of this movie entirely Oh yes, I I did the Pontius Pilot bit, definitely (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, I have some great news for you, Freeman We are going to bring you back to 1986 Where you are once again Without any, like, it's funny Because now I think about it, I told you you were doing this Without without asking at all if you were Comfortable with it Uh, Oh, what the hell (laughs) (laughs) And you are going to Envelop Preacher Once again Uh, I have some lines here for you to run And I'm Going to be first, I'm going to be Tor as a response to your dialogue, and then we're gonna run it through once more and we're gonna let Mo have a shot at it.
1: Yeah, let me through let me read through this once so I can get an idea. You watch the movie, you know uh, what he says. Does doesn't mean I paid attention. Oh my
2: goodness. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm, look, I promise Mo, since I have editorial control, <laughs> that I'm not going to make you look any more foolish than the dialogue already is. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You feel good about that? Uh-huh. All right. Freeman, how do you feel about running through this right now? Oh, let's do it. All right.
0: Okay. So let's see. These are sides. Mm -hmm. So I've just got uh, preacher's lines here. Yeah. Well, the the, Uh, the ones in
2: quotation are preacher's lines. And the last three that are there or the last section is just what Tor's response is.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. Now I see. So I get a little soliloquy. Mm -hmm. All right. uh, Okay, let me face away from the microphone, because I'm about to clear my throat. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) An actor (sighs) prepares. (laughs) Allergies, Jesus. It's the
1: time of the year. Yep. Well,
0: well, well, things looking up out here. Those two sweet little old things are going to get mighty lonely out here without anybody taking care of them. Matter of fact, a lot of dirty old men out here with nasty minds. Guess I'll have to keep an eye on him. Shit. Maybe I'll keep two eyes on him.
2: You just watch it, old man. If you're half as smart as you think you are, you'll stay on this side of the lake.
0: Who are you
1: gonna do? Cut my arm off? <laughs> <laughs> I've got chills, Mo. <laughs> I, I think that's perfection I don't even think I need to Oh, you
2: this. just don't want to, but you're gonna <laughs> All right. We gotta run through it once more, Freeman I think you did Actually, it was shocking how quickly you would, you it, you made it sound exactly like it does in the movie <laughs>
0: <laughs> Well, you know, when you're a one-trick
2: pony <laughs> <laughs> Hey, when the trick's this good, you only need one trick
0: Yeah, that's true <laughs> I, also, I also do a really good Dr. Watson But that's neither here nor there
2: Watson, the needle How
0: about that? (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) All right, let's try this again.
0: All right, let's see if I can do this without screwing up a second time. Well, 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 things looking up out here. Those two sweet little old things are going to get mighty lonely out here without anybody taking care of them. Matter of fact, a lot of dirty old men out here with nasty minds. Guess I'll have to keep an eye on them. Shit, maybe I'll keep two eyes on them.
1: You just watch it, old man. If you're half as smart as you think you are, you'll stay on this side of the lake.
2: Ooh,
0: I don't want to oh, 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 I think you caught Tor right there. There <laughs> you
2: go. I that was. I ain't gonna mess with you, Tor. Not after I was that.
1: thinking. I, I honestly, I was thinking of nothing but death and boobies. Then, of, oh, what, 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 what? of course, that's your
2: usual mindset. That, that's actually <laughs> what I normally think of. So. <laughs> Freeman, thank you so much for taking a little bit of time to talk about uh, terror at 10killer with us. Do you have anything to promote or plug while we're here? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Well, I know that you're on the internet on social media. Perhaps you can direct people to your uh, uh, social media presence?
0: All right. On uh, Twitter, I'm Dr. Freaks. That's D R F R E E X. And if you add a dot com to that, you're at my blog. All right.
2: Freeman is a wonderful writer. He's a wonderful presence. We've known him for a number of years. He's also appeared on uh, Eric Roberts' is The Fucking Man, my other podcast, and was a wonderful guest there. Freeman, thank you so much. I know that uh, scheduling this was a bit of a nightmare uh, entirely because of me, uh, and I really, I'm really <laughs> glad that you were able to to give us a little insight into how this movie came together. Uh,
0: Doug, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Take care.
2: Right, bye-bye. Peace. All right, Mo, that was Terror at 10 Killer from the year 1986 on the classic no budget nightmare scale from 0 to 45, Mo, where do you put it?
1: About a negative 2. <laughs> it's No, not- no, no. No, no. It's no. On, honestly, there's a moment in this movie where I was really genuinely confused about the pacing because it was like this movie's slow as dirt, but I'm not terribly bored. Mm-hmm. You know, like like the it, you know stuff happens you know There's a lot of filler sure but It keeps moving um, It's it It's not a good movie Like it'd be it'd be very wrong To say this is a good movie sure what This what this is is I mean It's <laughs> I, What's what's the word I'm I think There's for? something
2: intriguing about this movie. Yeah
1: yeah exactly if, if they had because of the year That this came out there's no excuse for them to have not had at least like three more kills,
2: <laughs>
1: honestly, you know, uh, slashers uh, by this point in time were upping the gore ante big time, and even the low budget ones were up in the gore mm-hmm. big time. Well, certainly, and 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 if they didn't want to go the gore factor, they should have went the suspense factor. Yeah, they they probably should have had Josh show up earlier, you know, and. Ben, like that red herring.
2: I mean, I think that they should have had Charlie be killed. I mean, he is an introduced character that we never see again. At least that's basically cannon fodder. Why not use him for one of the kills?
1: Yeah, why not? I'm a little you surprised
2: know? by that now that I even say it because there's no red herrings here. We know who the killer yeah. is right from the beginning.
1: Yeah, they. Sh- I mean, there there should have been some kind of tension.
2: Uh, we were. You know? We refer to it in the interview, but uh, this is the first movie ever covered on No Budget Nightmares, I believe, uh, that has a rift tracks. Version available. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to check that out, uh, at the mo- time we're recording this, it's actually available to watch with an Amazon Prime account for free, uh, and you can check that out, or you can purchase it through the Rift track site if you just want to see another uh, uh, another take on it. Uh, I we're not. Yeah, I'm not
1: going to lie. I'm act- I, You've already watched it, but I'm actually going to. I'm, I'll probably do that tomorrow. I tried um, not to
2: make like to point out a lot of. I mean, we we go through this thing with a fine tooth comb to some extent, but I didn't yeah. want to be like repeating jokes or anything like that. I think I don't think I did. I didn't want to steal any ideas from it, but I think it's really worthwhile anyway. I'm not the world's biggest Rift Tracks fan. I love Mystery Science Theater, but I find Rift Tracks kind of runs hot and cold. But this one is pretty mm-hmm. funny. Good, Mo. Yeah, that is Terror At Tenkiller from the year sure 1986. Was. What are we gonna watch on the next episode? Of no budget nightmares,
1: <laughs> you know. <laughs> give me two seconds, no, Mo. Me. I shan't. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna vamp. I'm gonna vamp. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not because I don't know how to do that. We are going to watch. <laughs> I have no idea when this is from. It looks so fucking stupid that I'm actually now I'm so intrigued by it. But we are going to watch the amazing bulk. So this is
2: a piece of synchronicity, Mo. At the moment. The uh, Avengers Endgame movie is tearing up the box office So we are going to watch a superhero movie of our own From 2012 It's the direct-to-video superhero film Directed by Louis Shonenbrune. It's the amazing bulk uh, It's considered a mockbuster mode But it, what it, what is most known for Is that all the visuals are pretty much stock imagery And uh, stock footage And it's all shot against a green screen I have not seen the whole thing I do own a copy of it 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 looks like something different for us to talk about.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm interested in seeing. Um... Just how much of a success or failure This particular film Mo, is Mo.
2: Yeah. I would strongly recommend Hopping on YouTube right now and looking up A few, co- a few clips <laughs> of the Movie The, movie the Amazing Bulk. <laughs> well, I put a couple of uh, animated gifs on my uh, Twitter feed a couple of days ago and the reaction was Pretty strong, so yeah, on the next episode Of No Budget Nightmares, 2012's The Amazing Bulk. Mo, if people want to check out more About No Budget Nightmares, how can they do so?
1: Well, I mean, obviously The best way is to uh, hop on, hop onto that old Facebook thing that the kids are doing. Actually, from what I hear, the kids aren't using Facebook at all anymore. <laughs> we got to get on Instagram, <laughs> so, Mo. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We don't have a TikTok account. <laughs> um... <laughs> yeah, hop on a Facebook go uh, go ser- either do a search for no budget nightmares or just go right to uh, facebook.com slash groups slash no budget nightmares join the group join the conversation and uh, and then uh, just turn around and hop onto discord and join our discord server
2: join our discord uh, we'll talk about that in just one moment you can also check out no budget nightmares on Twitter at no budget podcast all one word uh, and of course you can check out the latest episode always on ThatShelf.com shelfcom uh, or just do a search for no budget nightmares on Google it will get you there we're on all of your favorite streaming and podcasts. we're
1: we're finally big enough that we that we make the first page that's right
2: uh, we're over there somewhere Mo we're on discord we've been talking about doing some live streaming so our discord broadcast our first official broadcast is going to be on May 5th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're going to, of course, announce that on our Facebook group and on our Twitter. Uh, If you want to join us, please download Discord. It's a free program. You can find it online for all operating systems. Join the No Budget Nightmares group. Uh, You can either chat with us on there, you can talk to us if you have a microphone, and we are going to show you the instructions on how to watch a movie with us at 8pm. And I'm going to put together a little pre-show uh, collection. Uh, if you want to start beforehand, we'll probably.
1: Yeah, I'm not, not going to lie. The uh, the collection of trailers that you did for the last, uh, like the little test one that we did not too long ago, was great. So I'm I, I'm going to hope to do forward. something a
2: little bit more unique and special uh, this time sure. around. Uh, sure. And I think what I'll do is I'll I'll start that probably a half hour beforehand for anyone who wants to test and get in on the group. Uh, so everyone, if they uh, if you do want to show up a little bit early, there should be something to watch.
1: I'll I'll be there. I'll uh, you know I don't I I mean. I know sometimes you set it up And then just kind of go away Set it <laughs> and forget it Set it and forget it But I'll, I'll be there So if anybody wants to uh, to chat Or, uh, you know, hurdle insults at me um, I, I'll be there Mo, you can be
2: found on Twitter At DrunkOnVHS, all one word You check it's it every true. once in a while
1: <laughs> I, 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 I'm at the point now Where I check it about once a month which is not at all how Twitter Is supposed to work But, uh, but that's how I do it
2: uh, And you can find me on Twitter at Doug underscore Tilly That's T-I-L-L-E-Y Mo Have you seen anything interesting lately?
1: Uh, nothing I can really talk about Because people get really angry about spoilers For oh, this particular okay. film right. But uh, but, I, but, I did watch uh, Avengers Endgame
2: I also uh, saw Avengers Endgame. Endgame And I also will not talk about it uh, But uh, I think both Mo and myself enjoyed it uh, I gave it a mm-hmm. solid... Three and a half stars over on Letterboxd, which is one and a half stars more than I gave to Terror at 10 Killer. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> Avengers Endgame is officially one and a half stars better than Terror at 10 Killer. Hey, it's on the books.
1: It seems accurate.
2: Hey, it works for me. Uh, have you seen anything else at all, Mo?
1: Um, yeah, probably, I, I don't know. I've been, oh, you know what I did? I, you know what? I did watch something, uh, super special. Um, so yeah, I did. Uh, I, I did actually watch something interesting. Um, AGFA did a, uh, a, a team up with something weird to put out a Previously thought lost film Mm -hmm. um, That apparently they found A copy of in somebody's basement You know how it always ends up going (laughs) with these things Like there's just one random Fucking you know 35mm Print of it uh, sitting in Somebody's basement they did a 4k Restoration of it why I have no fucking idea But they but and then they put out a Release of Bat Pussy
2: Oh I remember When that was screening after they did the restoration
1: Yeah so, oh, I'm sorry, this isn't a 4K restoration. It's a 2K restoration, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um I so I watched it the other day uh, having never seen it before and I got to tell you it is one of the weirdest things I've <laughs> ever seen. Uh it's it's essentially a it's essentially 50 straight minutes of two people attempting to have sex. And calling each other motherfuckers the entire time, <laughs> um, and then uh, Bat Pussy getting wind of it and uh, attempting to either stop it or join it. I couldn't quite figure it out, but gets sucked into it. No pun intended, um, as well. I- I'm not going to talk too much about it. I think if if you're interested in this sort of weird kind of smut, yeah, go to somethingweird.com. And uh, and check that out It's it's an experience To say the least
2: Well I'm very curious to check it out I mean I have heard about it I was actually slightly controversial I think they showed it at Fantastic Fest a couple of years ago When they were dealing with a lot of controversy at the time uh, I do want to mention one movie myself Before we finish up I watched, uh, it's actually available to watch for free On both Tubi uh, T-U-B-I, uh, the streaming service As well as on Midnight Pulp, the streaming service. This is a movie that was released by Arrow, I think, a couple of years ago. It's called *Hired to Kill* from the year nineteen ninety. It stars Brian Thompson, who you might recognize. Ooh. He was uh, the bad guy. He was in *The Terminator*. You'd recognize his face. He has kind of a long, meaty face. Uh, yeah, if
1: you've ever if you've ever seen Cobra,
2: exactly. He's the bad guy yeah, in Cobra. He's
1: the bad guy in Cobra.
2: So Brian Thompson is the good guy leader in this movie, and it's basically *The Dirty Dozen*, except instead of uh, criminals during World War Two, he gets <laughs> convicted women from around the world to pretend to be models so he can go to a Mediterranean island run by Oliver Reed and uh help free their past leader. It is a crazy action movie. Um
1: apparently that sounds um am- Amazing.
2: Brian Thompson apparently he got the job because he was uh, dating the director's uh, daughter at the time. Uh, so he's the lead in it. He plays a complete <laughs> asshole. Oliver Reed again is in this. He's drunk as hell the entire thing. George Kennedy is the guy who hires him to do it in the first place. Oh my uh, god! It is something else. And again, you can watch that for free right now on both Tubi and Midnight Pulp. And I would recommend you do because it's a whacked out movie.
1: I'm a huge Brian Thompson fan. Like I love him. In whatever he's in He's
2: also been I think in every modern Star Trek Series he was even been on uh, The Orville I just saw him recently on that Wow mm-hmm. Oh I guess that's it <laughs>
1: That's it that's the end of the show
2: <laughs> Well I guess Mo That's the end of No Budget Nightmares for another week We're going to be back really soon with The Amazing Bulk Mo if you go into uh, Discord you can see An animated gift from The Amazing Bulk Right now you can get a- oh, God.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Oh, oh, my God. This is going to be great. So, that gives
2: you an <laughs> idea of what to expect. There's going to be a lot of laughter. Uh, we'll see you very soon. Uh, good night, everybody.
1: Good night.